What's good, y'all? It's your boy, Sia The Source, and I just want to shout out the sponsor of today's episode. Y'all see the drip, and that is provided by ADY Clothing, ADY Brand. ADY is short for Always Do You, and it's my brother AB's brand. If y'all looking to cop some of this merchandise, be sure to tap in with Always Do You on Instagram. Link in the show notes. Tap in with the brand. It's just fire. Peace, y'all. You are now tapped into Unlocking Level Hosted by Seal the Source This is episode 7 Breaking Generational Curses Please like, share, and subscribe. Now, let's go unlock some levels, y'all. What up, what up, y'all? Welcome back to Unlocking Levels. It's your boy, CL The Source, back once again with a brand new episode. Um, doing my very best to get this out to y'all in a weekly fashion, at least one episode a week. That's the promise I'm making to myself. And so far, I've been kind of keeping up with it i this is episode seven um so it's been seven weeks straight since i gave y'all an episode since i rebranded the podcast to unlocking levels um i'm not quite sure if i might have missed the week in between maybe in the first couple of uh couple of episodes i'm not quite sure uh but i have been doing my very best as well as you know um keeping up with the content creation and staying consistent with that. So if you're following me on all social media platforms, you'll be able to get a piece of everything that I've been working on with this brand, with this podcast, with everything, with the whole vision, you know. So um, just doing the work, trying to stay consistent, enjoying the process and being patient and faithful that things are working out the way they're supposed to. And so far, so good. It's been that way. I've been thoroughly enjoying this process and uh if you've been rocking with me again i can't even run out of thank yous to keep saying to y'all for rocking with the boy you know what i'm saying it's really been a special epic type of situation where i'm starting to really come into my own and understand what i can bring to the table and how i can positively impact this world and just share whatever's going on in my heart whatever's going on in my soul whatever's going on in my mind with the intention of helping other people and just making this world a better place before I leave. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that's what I'm hoping to come through on and connect on. Every time I create an episode, anytime I link up with somebody, I'm always looking to provide value. Those that have been rocking with me know that. Um, I hope that you can feel the authenticity and uh, know that I'm being fully transparent. I'm really sharing everything. Um, Most of the time, I'd say a good majority of the time, about 95% of the time, this shit is all organic, not scripted. And uh, and even if it is scripted, it's with the careful thought out kind of um, process that I kind of created to help me just be more structured and detailed with what it is I want to talk about so that I can compact everything into one episode without kind of going on longer tangents where I don't need to. And I can really just give you exactly what it is 
I was determined to um, provide when I first set out to create whatever specific episode I'm creating. And uh, with that being said, this specific episode, thank you again. Before I get started, thank you again for tapping into Unlock the Levels. You know what I'm saying? This is uh, episode seven. And uh, the title of this episode is um, Breaking Generational Curses, episode seven. And for those that don't know what a generational curse is, or you might have kind of just heard the term casually thrown around, I'm going to kind of give you my definition. It's a loose definition because if you go on Google and you type up what is a generational curse, I think what you'll what what you'll find that'll pop up immediately on your search feed is, you know, some biblical stuff, possibly some religious stuff, um, and you might find a few blog posts that dive into it from their own personal standpoint of what general curses are to them. But I'm going to give you my again loose kind of version of what I believe to be a general generational curse is. And uh, in this podcast episode, you're going to hear me break that down, explain what it is, what I think it is, what I'm doing to kind of break these curses, how I'm doing it, why I'm doing it, who's going to be impacted, uh, all sorts of good stuff in this episode, y'all. So stay tuned. This one is one where I really, really gave myself time to sit down and actually write out my thoughts versus just kind of giving you uploads from what I'm getting here in the uh in the noggin, <laughs> like I sometimes do, you know what I'm saying? So this is going to have a little bit more direction. Um, hopefully it can land um, so that it has some sort of positive impact on you. Um, but either way, I'm going to give it to y'all. And um, with that being said, let's go ahead and get started. So what is a generational curse? As I mentioned, if you look up on Google, it's going to pop up some, you know, religious biblical type of stuff but my my personal belief of what a generational curse is it's not really um that extreme on the scale you know what i'm saying i, th I think that honestly it is um it could be smaller things not even necessarily small things but smaller in comparison to like some of these biblical proportions that that are kind of being thrown out there um by google or whatever whoever's defining what a generational curse is my idea of what a generational curse is, is it's basically a passed down pattern of behavior. Um, you kind of get uh, their passed down belief systems, passed down understandings of like financial literacy, uh, passed down speech patterns. Um, and I think it's also just kind of a, a lack of emotional intelligence that um, may not have been taught to us at an early age, or we might have been kind of... Um, not necessarily deprived, but kind of uh, misled, I, I would say, in in believing that it, it's not our gift. Because I think emotional intelligence is something super important that we all should have, that we, I think, innately have. But somewhere along the way, many of us have been kind of um, taught to cast that aside because it's not going to be useful in society or whatever the case may be. And uh that is very much not the case. You're seeing as a result of, of a lack of emotional intelligence. I'm, I think that there's a lot of people suffering from a lot of different things. Uh, disillusionment. Um, they're, they're going through uh, anxieties. They're going through uh, this, this uh, feeling of being 
not accepted in today's society, you know what I'm saying? Because they don't quite know themselves. And I think emotional intelligence is really being in tune with all of your emotions. It's being in tune with yourself um, to the highest degree that you can be in tune with. And it's a, it's a ongoing process to, to not only have intelligent, uh, emotional intelligence cultivated, but also to, to build upon it, to grow upon it every day. You know what I'm saying? It's a very, very important skill to have, you know what I'm saying? So um, it's important to talk about that. And I think that's a generational court. That's one of the generational curses that many of us kind of have uh, is just kind of abandoning our original um, understanding of uh, the importance of emotional intelligence. Um, if you haven't read the book, Emotional Intelligence by Daniel Goleman, I suggest you do. It's a very dense read. It's a very challenging read, but what you'll find in that book is just a lot of scientific data, psychological data that will point to the importance of emotional intelligence so much so that there's an argument between EI, which is emotional intelligence, and and IQ, emotional quotient, um, intelligent quotient, I, IQ and EQ, right? Emotional quotient and IQ. So um, the book does a very, very good job of kind of explaining it in full detail with lots of examples and use cases and um, studies and Daniel Goleman is uh, very well known for this book. Uh, this book has been in publication for 35, maybe maybe less, about 30, 35 years. But um, it's it's definitely a recommended read, um, and you'll get a lot from it. But regardless, let's kind of get back on course here. Um, in this episode, like I mentioned, you're going to be getting all sorts of different types of um, uh, goodies, I'd say, from this in, in, in reference to generational curses on how to like kind of break them what i'm doing how it's going for me things of that nature i'm going to be breaking all down to different types of generational curses mostly the ones that i just mentioned you know like the financial literacy the uh speech patterns the behavioral patterns the lack of emotional intelligence things of that nature um you're gonna understand i'm, I'm gonna share with you um you know when you are breaking generational curses who it's going to impact aside from yourself, of course. Um, I'm going to share some of the techniques and some of the things I'm currently working on to break them. Um, and it's basically, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to share how, while you're doing the work of breaking generational curses, how it can be fun. Um, and I can tell you like how it's currently going with me, you know what I'm saying? And, um, and what I'm doing, what I'm going through, how I'm breaking these cycles, how I'm learning, all of that. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just uh it's gonna be a great uh it's been a great process, you know. It was uh difficult at first and it still has moments of extreme difficulty, but in these moments I have really, really cultivated a, a, a kind of a better understanding of how to deal with things. And uh, I'm gonna share that in this episode as well. Um I'm going to also share how it can be fun to do this work, how it can be meaningful. And uh, I'll break down, you know, all that stuff. So um, with that being said, I'll start, I'll start off with like the different types of generational curses. As I mentioned, one is pattern, uh, like behavior patterns, right? And uh, these are passed down kind of behavioral patterns, passed down systems of belief. Um, this is from our parents. This is from our parents, parents. This is from their parents, parents. And, you know, 
with the understanding of knowing that our parents and their parents and the generation before them, they were all doing the very best that they could with what they knew at the time. They were, they had their own struggles. They had their own challenges, their own difficulties to deal with. So what might've once worked before in the past, I wouldn't say doesn't just, uh, doesn't, work now but like doesn't necessarily not work now but in today's day and age some of those old ways won't open new doors or some of those old ways might not necessarily fully uh, be the best approach in today's world where so much has changed we now have the internet right we now have uh, a lot more people um fighting for jobs you know uh things of that nature there's all sorts of issues out there that are being kind of um, dealt with in, in various ways, whether they're good or bad. And, you know, I just think that like uh, to set a person up for success in this life and, and make them, uh, you know, help them as much as possible to live a fruitful and more purpose-filled and, and more fulfilling life and healthy life and, and just an overall clean and good life, it has to start with how you raise them and what their upbringing is like. And as I just mentioned, our parents have went through a lot. Their parents have went through a lot. If you're anyone like me, um, I'm a first-generation American, Filipino-American. Um, my dad and my mom, uh, they came here from the Philippines. They ha they both have their different stories of how they got here, and I've heard them, and they're very, very difficult to picture myself going through, you know, um, just coming to a brand-new country with you don't know the language um you barely know anybody over here and you know in a lot of cases and in my parents cases they basically came on their own they were sent basically almost individually um without my grandma and my grandma had to come out here on her own you know what i'm saying and really just make that leap because life in the philippines was very 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 harsh um to say the least um based on what was shared with me is uh you know my family didn't have much at all um in the philippines so you know like a lot of other people's stories their families had to migrate over to um america in search of a better life you know what i'm saying and uh my family absolutely did that and i'm just so grateful to be here in america and be a first generation firstborn um generation american and just kind of been able to benefit off of, of, off of those sacrifices, off of those, um, those leaps made, you know what I'm saying? And all the hard work that it took to get me here. And, uh, you know, for a long part of my life, I took that for granted because there was such a disconnect between myself and, and, you know, my homeland. I didn't really know how much struggle it actually took for my grandmother to grandma to get here on both sides. You know what I'm saying? On my mom's side and my dad's side. And, uh, you know, for my dad and my mom, how they, you know, made it out here from the Philippines to America. And, and again, like so many other people's stories. But with that being said, like I mentioned earlier, our parents raised us with the ability and, and, and the understanding of the best they knew how to. You know what I'm saying? Uh, my mom and dad, and I've mentioned this story um, 
through different podcast episodes. My mom and dad broke up when I was eight, but you know, in a traditional Filipino culture, and I'm sure it's like this in a lot of other cultures too, is like, if you knock up a girl, the right thing to do is marry them. And, uh, you know, the intention I think is, is good, but it doesn't always work out in a fairy tale like fashion. You know what I'm saying? Like, just because you marry somebody doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be such a harmonious relationship. No. And that proved to be the case with, you know, my mom and dad, it proved to be the case with uh, several other relationships that I've seen kind of uh, become a pattern in itself in my family. So that in itself could also be a generational curse, just kind of, you know, breaking that cycle, breaking that mold because I've seen so many divorces and failed marriages in my family, you know, from my grandma and grandpa on both sides, uh, you know, to my mom and dad, to my aunties and uncles. And it sucks to say I'm seeing it around even nowadays, you know, in our generation. And um, it's definitely a bummer. So um, I'm not married currently at the moment. But, uh, you know, if I do get married and I change my tune on what uh, my beliefs are with marriage at some point, uh, you know, that's a big assumption. I don't want to get too much into that right now, but if I, if indeed I do get married, I really want to do my very best to make sure that it's in a, a healthy, committed relationship where we're ideal for one another and we are both seeing the same vision, you know what I'm saying? And we uh, have a, a clear understanding on how we want to raise our children because I want to break that generational curse as well, which is to, you know, um, end a cycle of divorces. Um, I want to teach my kids things that actually help me and help me thrive currently, things that I've learned about myself. And uh, that really, in a nutshell, is what breaking a generational curse is, you know what I'm saying? So um, other generational curses I mentioned were um, speech patterns, right? How we talk to ourselves. What are some of the stories we tell ourselves in our own mind um, about ourselves, about how we should treat others, about how others should treat us, um, about respect, about love, about you name it. Just whatever your your speech pattern is that's tied to your belief system. And that was passed down. That was passed down through your parents, through whoever raised you, through your environment. And, uh, you know, through your own conditioning, you develop these belief systems that are just reinforced um, throughout the way you live your life. And you kind of assume moving forward that life is just that way. And you kind of get pigeonholed into just that one belief system. Um, and, you know, for some people, it works. If you were if you were taught certain things and it works you know what I'm saying, to to kind of help you in your life, then by all means, that's great. But I'm, I'm specifically talking about generational curses where we were kind of led to believe certain things, um, certain limitations about ourselves or certain things not to not to um, believe in abundance uh, or, or, you know, what I'm saying things, things like that. I am working diligently to break that within myself. And. Again, I'm going to mention how I'm doing it, why I'm doing it, who's impacting, how it's going and all that stuff. But it all really starts with a mindset, you know what I'm saying? Like understanding, first of all, that like we were handed down these certain belief systems. We It was developed within us um, because of 
the experiences of our parents or whoever raised us or whatever environment we were from. So, you know, I think it's important to first recognize that in order to kind of break that cycle, you have to recognize that like your original way of thinking was not, it did not naturally come from you. It was kind of given to you and you kind of ran with it because, you know, that was the environment you were in, you know, those were the people you were around. Those are the people that raised you this, that, and the third, right? So you got to kind of recognize it for what it is. And then from that, recognition you can also recognize that like you don't necessarily have to believe everything that was passed down to you take the good leave the not so good leave the the things that might be a little toxic um in, in terms of um in terms of your own behavior in terms of your own way that you interact with the world you know what i'm saying so i would say that uh another generational curse that i'm working on is is just trying to have a better, well, not trying, I'm trying to scrap. <laughs> I am scrapping that word from my vocabulary. You see, I try, the word try always um, finds a way to make it into the vocabulary, but I'm working diligently on removing that from my vocabulary as well, because uh, I understand just how important words are and how powerful they are and how important our speech is and how we say things, how we talk to ourselves, how we talk to other people and what we voice, because you know, it basically turns into uh, our reality. Um, it gives it power. So um, I don't want to stray too far from the course of what we're talking about because we talk about generational courses. What I'm talking about right there, I can absolutely have a whole another episode on. And if you're looking forward to that, drop a comment in the uh, video portion of this on YouTube or on um, Spotify. Leave me a review and just kind of mention like, yo, I would love to hear more about that topic. You know what I'm saying? But Going forward, you know, I, I think it's really important as part of a, a generational curse is to kind of just change my belief, understanding and relationship to money and how it works and pertains to my life. You know, if you look at some of the, the top achievers that we all look up to, you know, what I'm saying like the entrepreneurs, the people that own businesses, um, not necessarily the ones that we're jealous of and envious of, but the more more of the people that you're like, man this person's living a really, really great life and they're super successful and like, they're just doing things. Like it just seems like they're being so natural and they're making tons of money doing it. It's because I believe those people are tapped into the highest frequency of abundance. That might sound like some hippy dippy spiritual mumbo jumbo to some people, but I think everything starts with a mindset. Everything definitely has to come from your mind in order for it to become real in our lives. You know what I'm saying? And I think that if you look at some of the top achievers, these people have figured that out. They cease to believe in anybody that doubts them. And if they if they do anything with that doubt, it's they use it to kind of fuel them. So for me, Understanding financial literacy, I, I have to look at people that are doing it, that aren't just settling for the uh, quote-unquote traditional route of going to school, graduating, and getting a good job. Because I don't, you know, to each their own, you know, for some people it works out. But for me, I just realized the more and more I climb up like a corporate structure or work at a job, no matter how hard I work, I'm going to get to these certain levels, but when I get paid more, they're going to demand more from me, right? And that's not necessarily a bad thing because 
I'm going to demand more of myself as I continuously elevate in building my own brand. That's not the problem, but it's just like, you have no kind of self autonomy. You're not self-sustainable. You're not independent. You're dependent on an employer, a company to pay you out. And I've been doing this for too long. And I've had jobs that um, showed a lot of promise, showed a lot of potential. And, and, you know, and I almost settled and actually I did settle, but guess what? The universe has other plans for me and it just, you know, things happen the way they did. And I had to part ways, you know, whether it was mutual or whatever the case may be, I had to part ways from these places. And now I'm on course to what I believe to be, um, what I'm destined to be doing, which is hosting this podcast, building this brand, creating content impacting inspiring other people and just connecting and you know leaving my uh impact on the world before ultimately my time is up and again to take it back to this episode's title break generational curses because when i ultimately depart from this earth um i would love to have left a legacy i would love to have left um a hugely positive impact on the world, on those around me and um, to as many people as possible. You know what I'm saying? So that's important to me. That work has provided such a fulfillment that I can't even fully describe. Like I wake up and sometimes it takes me a while to get my motors going because you know, I'm using a lot of energy in a lot of different directions. But when I get my motors going and I remind myself why I'm doing what I'm doing, and what impact I wish to leave, then that just gets me juiced up. I get motivated. I get amped up. And uh, that's the spirit and the vigor that I've been kind of attacking each day with. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I've been trying to cease as many moments as I can, be present, enjoy the process, be open to learning, enjoy the learning, um, connecting with other people, learning about myself, um, building relationships, repairing relationships, and just uh, keeping myself as fully healthy, um, not only from a physical standpoint, from a mental standpoint, from a spiritual standpoint, and as well as financial standpoint. So I hit on all the different ones that, uh, all the different types of generational curses, I, as I kind of mentioned. So now I just kind of want to let y'all know, um, you know, why I think it's important to use your life to take the responsibility of breaking these generational curses. You know what I'm saying? Like for you to actually do the work. And uh, I'll start off with telling you why I do my work. First of all, because what it does is it fills this void, this emptiness that I've had in me for so long where I was just trying to fill it with, you know, partying, going out, and distractions and things that would just kind of like that would just kind of like provide uh i don't know like it will kind of quench my thirst but 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 in an artificial manner you know what i'm saying like the way i would kind of describe it is um when you're thirsty you want something that's going to quench your thirst like and 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 provide nutrients and you know it's going to actually get you back to a state of hydration, right? But what a lot of us do, and myself included, I used to drink sodas. I used to drink Gatorades. But the reality of those things is 
those products actually dehydrate you even further, even though they make you feel like your thirst was quenched. You know what I'm saying? They actually deplete you even further, you know, uh, versus actually just drinking a tall glass of water. Um, and what I'm trying to say is, I think for so long, um, I was filling that 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 void in me uh, with all sorts of unnutritious types of behaviors, you know what I'm saying, to kind of make me feel like I had um, a purpose-filled life when really I was not. I was just drowning myself in my sorrows. I didn't really fully love and appreciate myself. And now that I'm doing this work, that emptiness is filled more and more by the day. And I really hope that makes sense. I hope that lands because for me, um, it, it's it's a it's a great feeling, and I and I wish that I wish that everybody can experience that, you know, and just kind of understand that like you don't have to settle for the life that you're currently you're currently at right now. I I do you know preach uh, gratitude and being grateful and things of that nature for sure, but at the same time, that doesn't mean that you should ever be satisfied. You should always always look to elevate yourself expand yourself do things that uh, provide fulfillment you know what i'm saying um, in a manner that uh, is impactful and that's where you're going to find your fulfillment when you're when you're really um looking to um looking to be purpose driven you know you, your, your focus is your purpose that's where that fulfillment is going to come from so that's that's for me, one of the biggest reasons why I would recommend anybody break, you know, do the work to break their their own generational curses. Um, now, who it'll impact? It'll, aside from yourself, of course, who it'll impact when you do decide to break these generational curses is not only yourself, but those around you, your loved ones, the people that are closest to you. They're gonna see this change in demeanor. They're gonna see this self-conviction that you have when you do the work to know yourself, to understand yourself, to learn more about yourself, to um to break these generational curses, right? Do things differently. Because if you want things to change, you gotta change. You know what I'm saying? And by all means, if you're somebody on the other end of this and your life is great and perfect and amazing and you have zero complaints and you are fully satisfied and content and happy and peaceful and everything is just perfect, by all means, scrap this episode completely. Do that. But if you're somebody that has a longing for something more, that knows there's something more, that knows you're capable of something more, that wants to live a life full of expression, full expression, and just achieving um, their highest potentials, whatever, whatever that may be, then this episode is definitely designed for you. You know what I'm saying? So um, who will impact is the people around you. What you'll start to notice, at least what I started to notice is the relationships that are that have been the most important to me in my life have strengthened. The bonds have strengthened. The lines of communication have become cl clearer. Um, the relationships are healthier. We're more expressive with one another. 
you know, um, and I started to see the results of this when I started to do the inner work and started to question myself and ask myself these tough questions and, you know, have a no holds barred conversation with myself that I continuously have where I'm asking myself these tough questions, looking myself in the mirror and telling myself the cold, hard truth, being brutally honest with myself. And what that, what that's done for me has allowed me to become more confident in who I am because I'm a, I'm, I'm not afraid to turn to myself. You know, for a long time, I was afraid to turn to myself um, and look myself in the mirror because, and I'll tell you right now, when I first started doing it, it was, it was some of the most difficult thing, like some of the most difficult work I ever did, in, especially in the beginning, because what happens is, you know, it can be overwhelming, especially if you have not gone within yourself to ask yourself these questions, to look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself the cold, hard truth. If you've been doing, if you've been kind of doing everything to avoid that and distract yourself from that for so long, of course, it's going to be very, very difficult in the beginning because there's just so much that you need to address, you know, and I always give the example of um, when you're cleaning a messy room, right? Let's just say you walk into your house one day and you decide I want to clean this room because it's so messy, it's so disorganized, it's so chaotic. And when you begin to clean the room, you don't even know where to start because it's so messy, right? You're like, damn, there's just so much going on. So you start with one section in the room, you're tearing things down, you're putting things down, like, like you're adding more, it feels like it's becoming more chaotic than it already is. But what's happening is you're going through the process of organizing everything, tossing things that don't need to be there anymore, cleaning things up, you know, keeping things that you do feel is essential to whatever it is that you you are looking to do in, in terms of however you want to decorate your room, whatever the case may be. And through that gradual process of cleaning your room, in order for it to get clean, it has to become messy, uh, a little bit more messier first. And you may not even see the progress in the first hour, first two hours, you know what I'm saying, because the place is so messy. But if you are persistent and you keep coming back to it, you might not even finish it in the whole day. You know what I'm saying? But if you're persistent, consistent, patient, you're going to be, you're going to arrive to a point where the room is clean again. Like it's fully clean. And you're like, damn, you don't even recognize this space because of the way it looks, because of all the shit that you tossed out, all the shit that you cleaned, all the shit that you gave away, all the shit that you let go of. You know what I'm saying? And um, that's exactly the way it has to be because so many of our, so many of us, and I'm speaking for myself first and foremost, for the longest time, I was running away from myself for so long. I was just looking for anything to attach myself to, uh, whether it be a community of friends, family, drinking, partying, doing drugs, staying out late, sleeping around, uh, whatever even if even watching sports, right? So anything to just kind of distract me from having to do that deep inner work myself, I would go for because I was so fearful of myself. I didn't wanna I didn't wanna clean the room that was within. You know what I'm saying? It was too chaotic. It was too too much to deal with, um, or so it seemed. And when I finally decided to do that, 
Of course, it was hard. Of course, it was challenging. Of course, it was difficult. And like I mentioned earlier, it still is difficult. I still have challenges at times. But just like the process of cleaning room, you start to see progress. You start to see light at the end of the tunnel. I'm like, oh, damn, this room is actually getting cleaner. And then you get to a place where you're like, damn, I really organized this place. I really like the way this energy in this room feels. And I love this fucking room. And I want to keep this room clean. As a matter of fact, I want to expand my room. I want to add to my room. I want to do things to keep my room at like the best room possible. And that room is you within yourself. And I hope that makes sense. I really hope that lands because I, I think that's one of the best ways that I, I can kind of understand it for myself. Um, is that is that like honestly, we we just all of us got a whole ton of shit in our lives and we just don't want to deal with it. You know what I'm saying? We don't, you know. We don't want to have these tough conversations because we're tired. We don't, you know, we keep avoiding this shit. And then you look up and then you just, one thing about shit is if you don't deal with it, more shit's going to get topped. Uh, it's going to, it's going to be uh, topped off with more shit and it's just going to keep accumulating. And when you look up, you're going to be even more overwhelmed, right? Because you're like, God damn, there's just too much shit, right? So you got to start small, you know what I'm saying? Take your time with it, commit to the process, you know, um, stick with it, stick with it, stay the course. And eventually you're going to see some daylight. You're going to see actual progress. You're going to start to feel the benefits. And some of the benefits I mentioned is like immediately around you, your whole, you know, your whole, um, existence is going to be different. Your whole demeanor People are going to notice a change in you. You know what I'm saying? The things that used to matter to you might not matter as much. And you might start looking at other things that truly matter to you and that are truly helping you advance um, in a way that is is uh, conducive to fulfilling your purpose in your life. So I guess with that being said, you know, um, that's that's one of the best ways I can really explain why it's important to do this work. And um, I really hope that it lands because if, again, if all of us were doing this, we were all just doing our own inner work, taking care of our own households, um, we would increase our capacity to help other people, that the people that need help and help them help themselves. And then if you think about that it'll be a whole chain reaction a whole domino effect of just um of just good positivity and this world would be a better place for all of us for our kids for future generations um and just for just be more pleasant for all of us to live in you know what i'm saying um i think that is the best way that we can impact this world i, I look at that for myself and i'm like man that's the way i'm gonna i'm gonna change this world before i leave you know, I'm going to, we're all changing the world, but I want to, I want to be intentional about how I'm, how I'm changing the world. I want to, I want to do some good before my time is up, you know, cause I, I, uh, for a long time, all I was thinking about was, you know, what can I get for myself? Uh, what can I get out of this? And it's, uh, now it's just like, I understand things on such a, a, there's like such a deeper meaning to, to, what I feel life is. And I'm still learning about that more and more every day. But, um, 
You know, I talk about it a lot in this podcast. I, I believe that we have infinite potential. You know what I'm saying? We have limitless potential. And we literally can do whatever we set our mind on doing. You know what I'm saying? If you're willing to commit to the process, if you're willing to be open to the learning, if you're willing to make sacrifices, all these different things, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to happen when you want it to happen, whatever whatever that it is. You know what I'm saying? It's going to happen when it's supposed to happen and when you commit and decide to want to do something. You know what I'm saying? So, but we'll save that for another episode too. All in all though, I believe it's worth it to dedicate myself to this better to like the betterment of uh my family line because it's not only it and not only makes me um excuse me. And not only asks me to be better for myself, but it asks me to be better for others, even those who aren't related to me. And if we, again, if we all just focus on this, we would all benefit and it would be a win-win for all of us. The world would be a better place. Um, you'd be living a happy, more fulfilled, enhanced quality of life. So um, nothing but good can happen from this. You know, it might not feel that way in the very beginning, as we talked about in the course of this episode, because it can be challenging, uncomfortable. You're going to have to address certain things that are very, very challenging and difficult to deal with because you've been putting it off for so long. But I promise if you stay the course, things will get better and better and better and better and better. That's a promise, y'all. Like, because I'm seeing that for myself. And every day I just recognize how fortunate. I am how fortunate we all are. If you are on receiving end of this podcast episode and you're able to listen to this podcast, you probably have some sort of device where you can watch it and receive it. So that tells me you have access to a whole internet full of information that can help you. If you don't know the answer to something and you're curious about something or you were, you know, um, you've always had this idea that you wanted to kind of execute on and, um, bring to life there's no reason for you not to be doing it we all got the same 24 hours in a day i got shit that i you know that i work on aside from this brand you know i mean i i have a, an employer that i have to i don't necessarily have to but you know um that that i'm employed under and i go into work and um you know they they pay me a paycheck so this is a temporary thing for me, and you know I, this is what I'm looking to do full time. You know, with my with my time, is to help, inspire, serve, and impact other people to make this world a better place. And um, you know, you have that within you too. And I, I honestly, truly believe, if one person does it, that can inspire another person to do it, and it could really, really just have this effect on our whole community, our whole society our whole humanity at large and we can all have a we can all live a utopian lifestyle right here and right now <laughs> i know that sounds like super idealistic and super kind of just like maybe even far out there for a lot of people but i truly believe that we can live a great life like we can live heaven on earth right now you know what i'm saying if we if uh more of us just did this stuff and uh you know, did it to the degree that it would impact other people around them, you know what I'm saying, and stayed the course because it does get challenging for sure. But with that being said, that is my whole understanding 
my whole thought process on breaking generational curses. I hope that you got a lot out of that um, episode because I, I really felt like I was in my bag on this one for sure. You know what I'm saying? I'm just getting better and better with this. Uh, continue to bear with me, y'all. I hold myself to a high standard. I'm definitely aiming to get better with each and every episode and how I deliver these messages and staying a lot more organized, staying on topic. Um, sometimes I just go on these tangents and, you know, thanks for fucking with me for real. <laughs> with that being said, man, it's your boy CL, the source, your friendly neighborhood hope dealer. Man, I'm feeling blessed beyond measure right now, y'all, um, because I'm being, I'm helping I believe that I'm helping other people unlock levels of potential within themselves. And I really hope that I was able to do that today with, with this episode and all my other episodes. With that being said, y'all, I love and appreciate y'all. Um, and until next time, peace and love. <laughs>